God, it's Friday. You're listening to TJF, the horror movie podcast that brings you all the casual conversations about your favourite or not-so-favourite horror movies with your host, me, Kat. This week I am joined by co-host of the Ghoul Friends podcast and content creator, Lucy. Welcome back. Hi, how are you doing? Nice to be back. Yeah, it's nice to have you on here at 6am <laughs> <laughs> when Bright the sun's setting here. <laughs> As the sun is rising here. <laughs> so weird I love this like I was actually talking to someone in Scotland last week and I was like oh that's so nice we're from in Scotland do you know uh Glasgow oh yeah I I love Glasgow though you can't go in just now because of COP26 but um yeah Glasgow has my heart it's like the people's capital oh because I was saying you know oh my my like grandmother's from Edinburgh and he's like oh yeah you know there's lots of competition between the two of us and I was like what why Oh yeah, there's this, this like massive rivalry of like Edinburgh's like the poorest capital, but Glasgow's the people's capital, and it's it's this whole <laughs> bloody fucking thing. <laughs> Did you say Edinburgh is the queerest capital? Oh what? no, it's like the people's the people's oh, capital. Oh sorry, no, I, I, like, I, I mean both are okay. queer, but Glasgow is <laughs> Glasgow's really gay. Glasgow's really gay. It's got a nice kind of scene there. I mean Edinburgh is too, but Scotland's gay in general. To be honest, it's pretty nice. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the same with like Sydney here. It's it's pretty gay, nice in the best possible way. Uh, so you're back because we are doing um, Christmas themed movies because it is December. Well, by the time this episode goes out, it'll be December, and we're talking about Anna and the Apocalypse. Because are you a fan of musicals? I love yes. musicals and Fantastic. I especially love this one. Like it's it's just something so different because you don't often get like a horror kind of musical. Uh, but yeah, I, I love musicals. I love shows in general. Yeah. I love something <laughs> that I've missed, you know, because of lockdown and everything like that, not being able to see a show. Um, so this got me in the musical mood. Yeah, I uh, have loved musicals ever since I was a kid. Um, I don't know why they just they fill my heart with so much warmth and joy even uh, what is it the Sweeney Todd barber of uh, the demon barber of Fleet Street because my school did that Uh, we did Sweeney Todd one year as our school's performance because I went to a performing arts high school and so musicals every year were my favorite we did Kids Me Kate we did Sweeney Todd uh, we did Alice Through the Looking Glass that was fun amazing yeah I can't remember any of the others Maybe Sweeney I wasn't involved in the others, so I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah. And the singer in all of those actually left school and joined the fucking Ten Tenors. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I remember you. I had a crush on your brother when I was in year seven. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they were really cool because he obviously is, is fantastic. Uh, going to a performing arts school, though, that's pressure to put on a musical. I was gonna say that must be that must be wild, like yeah. the, the the stress coming up to show week and like oh, oh yeah, God. it's like six months of rehearsals every year, without a doubt. Like um, yeah. auditions start at the start of the year. Um, by the end of the year, you, like I think our performance was normally like October November, so it was towards the end of the school year. But so our teachers were like uh, teachers from NIDA, which is the National Institute of Dramatic Arts. And like coming to our school to just be like 
the average Joe drama teacher, but the way that they behave, oh my God, it was so much fun. Because we'd like go out into the quad at lunch and be like, well, I taught at NIDA. <laughs> and just like mock all of our teachers and be like, you're all fucking idiots. We don't give a shit. Drama teachers are a different breed. Like not even just oh, in, yeah. I, I feel like not even just in performing arts schools, in, in any kind of school, it's you need to be a certain type of person to be a drama teacher. <laughs> I went back because I only went to a performing arts school, so I was kind of like, drama teachers are just weird. <laughs> music teachers, okay, they were pretty cool. Actually, I had a music teacher come in when I was in, I would have been year 9 or 10, and he was the singer and guitarist of one of my favourite local pop punk bands. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> oh, I would just be in awe, just like yeah. bad girling constantly. That's brilliant. Yeah, he was awesome. He taught English, history, and music. And it was so weird. That's kind of like the perfect combination, though. Yeah. <laughs> They're your favourite subjects for most kids, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I miss high school. I miss my high school. Maybe I'll do my placement there. <laughs> oh, that would be such a throwback. I'm back. They'd be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> I was like that weird undiagnosed ADHD kid that had just said the really random shit in class just to, like, break the silence. That was me in class. Oh, God. I, I, I feel that. And I was just, I was obsessed with history and politics and just so nerdy. And I was part of like, I, I didn't go to a performing school. I just went to like a normal kind of, well, we call it academy in, in Scotland. Okay. It's not high school, it's called academy. But um, I was in every performance of everything ever. I love drama. I remember <laughs> what one of our last years, we did a punk version of The Tempest. And I did. Um, oh, wow the gender I did a gender bent lead of Anthony I was determined I was like I am auditioning for the lead of this like I don't care and um it it, it was great it was That's really so bizarre amazing. and wonderful and oh I miss it oh please tell me you have photos because I need to see this I, I do actually yeah yes! I'll, I'll send them to you if I can find them I'll send them to you See, I was never in the performances. I was either in, like, the stage band or the orchestra or the, like, tech crew. I was just like, I'm not getting up there. Fuck that. I think I did one year. Uh, I was in chorus in year eight. Because we had to, like, do different things every year. And it was kind of part of our to stay in the gifted and talented program. We had to do all these, like, extracurricular commitments. And I was like, fuck it. I'm doing the musical this year. I I am tone deaf. Take me. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you gave a great performance, though. Uh, look, I've asked uh, my partner Ned many times if I can uh, solo vocal feature on his like independent music project. <laughs> I always get a no. <laughs> oh, no why not? He's like, because you're tone deaf. You sound like a dying cat. <laughs> That's a compliment. Shut up. Yeah. He's like, maybe what I'll do is just auto tune you till it doesn't sound like you, and then you can be on it. I was like, okay. Yeah, there you as go. long as I'm on it. Oh, <laughs> that's all that matters right <laughs> i keep asking him he's gonna end up just like quitting his music project so i can stop asking <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit about anna and the, Poc- the apocalypse it is a 2018 christmas comedy music and horror film directed by john mcphail from a screenplay by alan mcdonald and ryan mchenry and it's based on a short that Hen- uh, mchenry wrote a, like a zombie musical he wrote um basically the premise is a zombie apocalypse threatens a sleepy town of little haven at 
Christmas, forcing Anna and her friends to fight slash and sing their way to survival, facing the undead in a desperate race to reach their loved ones. But they soon discover that no one is safe in this new world, and with civilization falling apart around them, the only people they can truly rely on are each other. That's so nice. <laughs> Such a nice little Christmas. <laughs> For a, horror, for a horror movie. <laughs> uh, so the film opens with Anna and her dad, Tony, along with her best friend, John, driving along in their small town of Little Haven, England. In the background, Christmas means nothing without you by, I don't know how to say this person's name. I'm going to say it's spelled S-H-O-N-A-G-H. S-H-O-N-A-G-H. Oh. I'm not sure, actually. I'm really bad yeah. with pronouncing names. I'm constantly apologising on Google. <laughs> I'm going to say, sh- I'm going to say Shanae. Sh- oh, I think Sh- Shanae. Shanae. It might be Shanae, actually. Yeah, let's go with that, because that's yeah. probably better than me saying Shanage, which is what I read it as. <laughs> so they're driving along. Anna turns off the radio as a news report airs on the outbreak of a possibly deadly virus. I love that um, Tony's asking them about, you know, the do you have your tickets? And John just drops that um, Anna's planning to basically like fuck off after high school. Oh yeah, the the gap year, the gap year. Yeah, that's what we call it here. You don't call it gap year? Yeah, no, I, I was saying it like oh, we call it gap. So like. Um, Sometimes we'll take the mic and say gap year. It's a very kind of like middle oh, class, upper class thing to do in Scotland. Um, so yeah, I definitely <laughs> didn't have the opportunity to do that. No, I, I didn't do that either. I, I left school a year early, went straight into wow. uni. Um, How did you leave a year early? Well, like most people could. So here, like there's um, fifth year and sixth year and you can leave in sixth year um, or you can leave in fifth year, depending if you do your hires which is kind oh. of like, I don't know what the equivalent would be in Australia, but in... Um, our HSE. But yeah. you have to be in year 12 to do it. That's... Well, you can either, like, depending on your qualification, you can either do them all in your fifth year or, like, spread it and do, like, some yeah. of it in fifth year and then or do your advance in sixth year. And I wasn't stressed enough, so I did them all in fifth year and then went at <laughs> 17. Um yeah, ex- ex- exactly. But um, yeah, that bombshell made me laugh. It's just the fear on Anna's face. Is all like, oh shit! Don't fucking tell my dad that shit. But he was like, uh, you told me you were gonna. T- you told him, and he's like, no, I didn't say I told him. Fucking idiots! Don't write right on it. And she gets like the typical lecture from her father when they get to school. Um, and basically, he's like, I hate that he drops it. If only your mother could see you now. I know. Mean. No need. No need for that. Like it. No. No trauma dump. No. No trauma dumping. (laughs) So you can see that they don't have the best relationship, obviously, because you know it's almost the end of the school year, and she's only just letting him know now that they're leaving, that she's leaving. But she says she's going to Australia. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. We get a lot of a lot of uh, people from the UK here on their gap year, I guess. I'm pretty sure. I, they don't come to where I live, so <laughs> they go to the nice places like Byron Bay and wherever else is beautiful. Where I live's just, eh, it's all right. I, that's kind of how I feel about where I, where I am. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Um, 
but no, you're right. I've had a couple friends that did their gap year in Australia. A lot of people did it after uni as well, actually. So yeah. rather than doing it before uni, once they graduated, they kind of just took a year out and went over. So it's a it's a popular it's choice. So expensive here, but also the British dollar is like double its value once it gets here. Yeah. <laughs> so that probably that makes a lot of sense. Um, when they walk into the school, we meet American transfer student Steph, who's car keys have been confiscated by he's not it says here that he's the new headmaster but he's not he's the acting headmaster who is just the best villain that i've seen in like a comedy like musical i guess yeah it's funny i was what um, when i was prepping for this this podcast i've i've seen anna in the apocalypse quite a lot because i'm a big fan of it but i did a watch party in my discord Oh, I was a couple of people that had never seen it and immediately when they saw the, the headmaster they said he gives big Tory energy like he'd be best friend to Boris Johnson and I'm like yes yes we definitely voted for you conservatives yeah um so we also see that John is bullied by um like a whole bunch of the the cool jock kids when he's not near Anna um this is where we see their first uh like cast of Anna and the Apocalypse song and it is titled Breakaway so basically it is Anna Steph Chris as well who we uh, haven't really met uh, at this point like he's come across Anna at her locker and that's about it and John so Anna's walking through the corridors of the school Steph's working on her social justice project Chris is showing his zombie film to the class (laughs) And John is in the locker rooms with like a big black like texture mark across his face. <laughs> Basically, each character is discussing what life means for them now and how finishing school is going to be so different and they're going to be on their own, um, getting their own independence from school teachers' parents. Uh, what do you think of the song? I love the song. Honestly, like throughout this, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but throughout this film, I think all the songs are really strong and even the one which we'll get to later that I don't think that it hits that it doesn't hit the mark it's maybe the weakest but even then the weakest song I still listen to like I still listen to the soundtrack quite a lot um I think it's like a great start song for us to to kind of get straight into the the musical aspect of it and um no I I really I really like it it's a good introduction to the whole cast I think the whole cast is really strong some really likable characters um, yeah. yeah. What did, what did you think about the first song? I I like this. Uh, it's probably not high on my list because there's some the the next song is probably my favorite in the whole fucking movie. Same. So <laughs> so I'm just like ah oh, no okay I do like it though it is um that kind of opening ballad type of of song to mm-hmm. to get everything and we do we meet everyone it provides that exposition where we don't need to know every little detail about every single person and their role within the school so it's kind of i like that it was cool um at the end of the song anna ends up in this in the like in the rehearsal hall where she meets up with lisa who's dressed in a beautiful blue gown and <laughs> i love that she's been like chased after like the costume designers like holding yeah. on to her dress <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um she's upset that anna's not gonna be able to make it because she's got to work anna and john work together at the local bowling alley which is kind of cool that'd be a fun job that would be a fun job actually yeah it'd be haunted as fuck for sure 
oh yeah, you know you're gonna see some stuff after hours there. You're gonna see some shit. <laughs> There's gonna be friggin' ghosts in the bathroom, in the, like, what's what's those pin things? The pin dropper things? There's definitely oh. ghosts in, pretty sure there's a movie about that. Yeah. I worked in a, a goth shop whilst I was in school, so that was pretty, that was pretty cool. What? I know, but, like, it's it sounds really exciting, but I was just folding <laughs> lots of band t-shirts, and it was very quiet, and, um, my boss Cost used to play. Band shirts, fuck yeah! I know, but my boss was obsessed with Owl City, especially that song <laughs> Fireflies at the time. So I have like trauma related to that song. <laughs> it was played all the time. Owl City. There were so many other bands at that time. Like it's a great song, but like Owl City have better songs <laughs> than that as well. So I think I might have preferred the bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> I worked yeah. at KFC. So, oh, hey, job's a job, you know. I got heaps of nuggets every night, so that was awesome. Nice, nice. I didn't mind that. I probably didn't need them <laughs> while I was growing and developing at 15 to 18, but <laughs> don't judge me for my chicken nuggies. Um, Savage is also in the hall, and he's basically just this huge jackass to all the students. And I love that he just nearly gets KO'd by this massive falling star prop. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was. I would have loved to have seen him just be like, Bruh. "Oh wait, no, this is the next one." Isn't my favorite song. It's the one after. But anyway, just preface that before we get into it. So during lunch, Anna and John are sitting with Lisa and her boyfriend Chris, who we met earlier, and basically they're just like interlocked at the mouth. It is human centipede making out. <laughs> Very, very much PDA. Like, but oh. we we've all seen that, in, in not even just in school, but especially in school, just it's, like I, the, I there's always one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thinking about it, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, mm, yeah, because they kind of dated still after we all left school as well, so it was kind of weird. Um, just because it's like <laughs> y'all grew up and you're still together. That's weird. I'm pretty sure people even end up married and it's like, oh, you knew what they were like as a 14-year-old boy. Do you really want to <laughs> marry them? No. <laughs> no. Um, so they're basically sitting around and they are watching Anna's ex-boyfriend, Nick, who is like staring at her. I think they're just discussing how much of a dickhead he is. Um, Chris and Lisa both know that John is in love with Anna, so they're trying to, you know, change the subject because, you know, they don't, it's a touchy subject for John. And John starts to sing about how someone like Anna probably won't ever see him the way that he sees her. And this goes into uh, Hollywood ending. So it's got a kind of few different meanings uh, to, to the lyrics, I find. Yeah, de definitely. Um, and we get kind of a little bit of perspective from other people as well, like Lisa, Anna. Um, this is definitely my favourite song. Like, it's so catchy. I'll find it myself is. sometimes just like, I don't know if I'm, because I'm working from home, I'll be like, no such thing as a Hollywood end. <laughs> just like singing it the past couple of days. It's I think in my it, head at the moment. So. <laughs> I think it's just a very, like, classic musical song like you know for yeah. for um a chorus of people i think um yeah it's 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 really good but like you say it means different things for for different people um i want to say as well being scottish there was that little scottish line in there it was like 
this isn't Disney. And I was like, oh, yes. Like, just the way that it was said sounded very, like, Glaswegian. And I was like, that was satisfying for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, I don't get that feeling when I watch Wolf Creek, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> My dad keeps asking me if I'm ever going to be in a movie with that guy. And I was like, dad, I'm not even an actress. All right? Relax. I'll write a horror movie, but I'm not putting him in it. Um, so... <laughs> For me, I really I do like this song. This is probably like higher on my on my like hierarchy. Like I do like every song, but like it's higher on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that some of the lyrics are a little bit foreboding as well as like having a lot of different meanings for different people and like who the perfect person is for them. So Lisa actually says, "I've got the one I want right next to me. I hope to God it works out perfectly." And I was like, "Oh, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, that's really nice to you." fuck <laughs> i like your heart like me watching it your heart kind of breaks a little bit doesn't it because like, oh no oh fuck oh. <laughs> help um after the song anna goes outside to find steph who is trying to get into her car i think she's like breaking into her car because uh savage still has her car keys um anna is trying to help her because she's also like putting presents and stuff and uh, steph basically is like fuck off and then turns and says to her at least you don't have a mother that nags you and Anna's face she is so hurt by that because uh Anna's mother is deceased which is super sucky yeah but uh Steph was basically dropped off in Little Haven uh, and her parents have buggered off to Mexico and basically it's because her parents um can't handle the fact that she is gay yeah, which it's it's heart it's it's heartbreaking, um, but it is the reality for for some queer people. Yeah. I would say Steph is definitely the type of person I would have had a crush on at school. Yeah, like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw when I saw Steph, I was straight away. I was like, oh yeah, like I I I would have been fawning over you. <laughs> Never said anything. The gay yearning would have been real. <laughs> the gay what? The gay yearning. Like yearning for someone. <laughs> the gay yearning. That's super gay. Um, <laughs> um it's really sad. I like Steph. She's uh, I don't like her accent and I have a feeling she's not actually American. And that's maybe why I don't like the way that she talks, but she has a beautiful voice. Um she she does an amazing job throughout the film. Uh that night the school is holding the their Christmas talent show. And Anna and Chris are at work. Oh, Anna and John are at work at the bowling alley. Um, this is Lisa's song. <laughs> it's uh, it's called "It's That Time of Year." Um, so, but before this, there's two guys that are dressed as like tuna singing the fish rap. <laughs> the fish rap is iconic. <laughs> it's absolutely iconic. I just love how they're just like monotone singing this fish rap. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? The outfits as well, just everything. It, it was it was such a moment. <laughs> I will have to share photos on the Twitter of fish rap for everybody. Well, everyone needs to experience this. Like, even if there's one song you should listen to from Man and the Apocalypse, it's the fish rap. Fish rap. <laughs> 
so throughout her song, uh, Lisa is basically stroking the microphone stand up and down, singing very provocative lyrics. Um, everybody is just like enthralled by her performance, except for <laughs> Mr. Savage. And also Anna's dad's kind of like, uh, is she singing what I think she's singing? <laughs> But there's lyrics such as, there's a lack of presence in my stocking and my chimney needs a good unblocking. <laughs> and also, I've warmed your milk and made your favourite snack, so come on over and unload your sack. God, I remember. And it's the way <laughs> she sings it as well, and it's the dress and like... Yeah. Oh, it's oh. perfect. It, it really is. I, I love Lisa so much. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because it's in such a contrast to like what she visually looks like because she's so small and petite and dainty and like you would not expect this kind of performance and I think that that's you know what she was that's what the the reaction she wanted from people to be like um what but I love that Chris's uh because Chris has actually gone with Steph to help her on her projects uh at the homeless shelter so Chris didn't make it but his grandma is like fully getting into it in the crowd She's so proud. My grandma's the number one supporter, like just giving all the energy in, in that oh, audience. It's so good. I love the grandma, just in that moment, because we don't really talk, like, see much of her. But I love how Savage is like, turn this fucking thing off. <laughs> He's like losing his shit. You see him slowly, like, unraveling throughout the whole film because he's just nuts. It, it, it's the look on his face. It's just like, oh no! Oh, it gets worse. Oh no, it gets worse. Oh, it's get, oh it, oh oh. Can it get anywhere? Oh, it did. Great, great. <laughs> um, so outside of the hall, I think he's like backstage or something because he is attempt. <laughs> he is stopping a zombie from breaking in, and he's like locked the doors, and he's just like telling them to go away. Because that works. <laughs> He's like, go away, or I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> uh, but the zombies keep banging, and Savage opens the door but finds nobody outside. So we hear like all the moaning and groaning of zombies, um, but when Savage opens the door, doesn't see anything. Um, it's the next morning, and Anna is getting ready, she's going to, to school, and as she walks out the front door with her headphones on, um, she goes into her like uh, duet with uh, John, and this is turning my life around. Now, this is my favorite song out of the whole entire the entire movie. Uh, not only for the song and the like, the um, like how well choreographed it is, and like just the score for it, but the fact that she is not taking any notice of all the zombies like mutilating each other in the background, and she's just like, "Yep." Let's get to let's get to school. I got shit to do, and there's just like chaos. I love this. Is probably like my second favorite song, and it's just so funny to me. Like, um, it. I can't. I can't remember who I was saying it to in the Discord, but I was like, Anna is me when I'm disassociating, and my life <laughs> is absolute chaos. <laughs> That's what it described. But it's just so upbeat, and like she's yeah. dancing around, and like yeah, there's just zombies, like going to town on each other there's people screaming but she's like la 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 living my best life let's do it <laughs> um it's really funny because some of the lyrics are i'm waking spent too long playing dead i'm shaking these blues out of my head and i was just like but everyone's dying around you what the fuck 
<laughs> but I really love the moment where her and John meet at the cemetery and they yeah. like come together because they have a really cool like um like uh choreographed scene together um where their lyrics are basically like live for today because you might be you might be dead come tomorrow so I was like oh that's nice that you know they got a YOLO basically now <laughs> yeah pretty much um, they make their way to a playground and Anna and John are just sitting on the uh, swings there when they spot a zombie dressed as a snowman. <laughs> and I love how Anna's like, sir, can I help you? <laughs> and he's just like falling over and she like takes his, um, takes like the snowman hat off and realizes that he's a zombie. And, um, yeah, she uses a seesaw quite creatively to whack the zombie's head off. It's very inventive. It, it gives me very, like, Shaun of the Dead vibes, or maybe even, like, Evil Dead. Um, I, I really like this. It, it, it's, it's inventive, you know, you've got to use what you've got, what's around you. Um, never seen a zombie snowman, I have to say. Like, there's seen first time for everything. Yeah, right? <laughs> Um, I love that Anna's like this great protector of John because he just squeals and it is like what the like obviously they don't swear in this movie it's very PG but <laughs> um, he's very like what the fuck is going on <laughs> oh yeah in that moment no he's not helping out at all he's uh, just like he's out. I'm, out. <laughs> I'm out Anna and John decide to head to the bowling alley for safety where they find Chris and Steph um, I love this scene because Chris and John are in the ball pit talking about um, who would have been turned into a zombie and who'd still be alive. <laughs> I, 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 I love that. It's who so was good. it first? Um, oh, I remember I they went remember. from someone to Ryan um, Ryan Gosling and they were like, oh, no, nah, he'd be called dead or alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. um. Tony Stark, what's his name? Um, oh, 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 I'm gonna have to look that up. That's gonna annoy me. Oh, Robert that? Robert Downey Jr. Yes, yes, that's yeah? who. It is that right? Yeah, okay, yeah, I just yeah. know him as Tony Stark. It's the only movie I've <laughs> ever seen him in. It's I just Marvel think of um, yeah, Wolverine. It's Wolverine uh, as well, isn't he? I think so. No, that's oh no, I'm getting some. Oh god, no, sorry. <laughs> I my knowledge on. Hero superhero stuff is very cool. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I bet there's somebody screaming right now. Like you, it's me internally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So they're talking about Robert Downey Jr. and how he'd be at home in his like pool with a martini with like a whole bunch of security guards, and he's safe. And then Chris brings up Taylor Swift, <laughs> and John gets so defensive. He's like, why would you even say that? Like, how dare you? Don't you touch Tay-Tay? She is safe. Precious Tay-Tay. <laughs> he, I love, I just love how defensive he got. I cracked up watching that yesterday. So funny. I, I, being in the ball pit as well is just brilliant. Perfect. Um, I love a ball pit. Like, even as an adult, they're great. Yeah. I love the, just this film is littered with so much like comedic genius. Like the stuff where you wouldn't think you'd laugh at, but when you watch it, you're just like, oh fuck. 
I love it. It it feels. I was going to say British, but it's not. It, it it is Scottish, but it 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 does have that kind of UK humor to it, which I really really appreciate because like yeah. British horror comedy, there's there's nothing quite like it, you know. No, our sense of humor is very similar here, obviously, because um, yeah. we were colonized. Thanks. Because um, <laughs> I I've noticed that Americans don't get my sense of humor all the time, and I'm kind of like, uh, well, I'll. I'm gonna try that out on someone from the UK because they'll probably find it hilarious. <laughs> no, that's that that that's true. That there is a little bit of a a, a difference there. Uh, it's yeah. not it's not for everyone. Very yeah. self deprecating, very dry. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're a fan of it, you'll love this movie. Absolutely. Um, so Steph and Anna hear moaning and groaning coming from the bathroom. So they go to investigate, basically to find that Anna and John's boss has become a zombie. Yeah. And um, she looks... Actually, do you know what I forgot to mention? My, one of my favourite scenes, like ultimate favourite scenes, is when Anna and John are closing up for work before they wake up to the zombie apocalypse. And they're like cleaning up and Anna um, punts like a shoe with a like a broom into the bin. And John's like, oh, I'll go. And he like closes his eyes and goes to throw the shoe, but it hits his boss in the back of the head. <laughs> and it's that whack. <laughs> It's so fucking and good. And she just like thumps to the ground. And I was like, oh fuck. Because bowling shoes are heavy. Like, and I think they've yeah. got like quite a solid ground. Like, uh, foot, like what's the word? The thing on the bottom of a shoe. A oh, like a sole thing? A sole. That yeah, is there the word. Go. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, I still like cry laugh at that scene. <laughs> that is going to leave a, a lump in the morning on your head. That that was oh, yeah. like, savage. I love that. <laughs> I just, I love it. And Anna's like, oh, John, no, don't do that. <laughs> that is my sense of humour, like stuff like that. And I think that that's why this movie uh, really appeals to that for me. And so does like Shaun of the Dead and mm-hmm. like just heaps of British films because I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's, it's slapstick comedy. And like yeah. everybody, well, it's for all ages. Like seeing yeah. people get hurt is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, and that's probably why my dad thinks I'm morbid, but because <laughs> my dad's like, oh, you got a sick sense of humour, don't you? And I'm like, well, I was just, just morbid, <laughs> dark, <laughs> very self-deprecating. But that that is just a very um, British element to, to comedy. And I'm not a big fan of comedies at all, unless like people are getting hurt or it's just stupid. Like not stupid, but it has to be like beyond like acceptable stupid. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous and it knows it's ridiculous and yeah. can make fun of itself. I think there's yeah. a big difference when something tries to be funny but doesn't tries to take itself like seriously m- at the same time. Misses the mark and you're kind of like, and I find that does happen in a lot of like American comedies, but like some of my favorites would have to be like Hot Rod because that is such a dumb movie that I love it. <laughs> I so love Hot Rod. Stupid. It's oh. just so brilliant and makes no sense. <laughs> I I like I still say cool beans to people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> such a like British thing. Like that people still say that in school. I used oh, to say really? that. Yeah, people still say that. Um kind of, uh, there's loads of stuff like that, but yeah, cool beans. I'm gonna start saying, saying that again. Yeah, just I'm like cool beans. <laughs> well actually one of my British friends who I work with, he said it and then it right reminded me of like that scene in Hot Rod and now that's what I connect it to. But yeah, he's 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 yeah, from the UK somewhere. 
and he says cool beans and so I've started saying it all the time but I've been replacing like swear words with like really innocent stuff so I've started saying funk yeah instead of fuck yeah <laughs> and I say holy moly about everything I love that just all the time and I say oh my dog instead of oh my god <laughs> I, I, I like that I would see I I, I think it's just me being Scottish, just swearing <laughs> in my DNA. Um, yeah, f- a, a fuck a duck is one. But because oh, when been you said that the other day, I was like, "Fuck, that's like something." My fam- my dad says "fuck a duck," and I was like, "Oh, it really? makes sense." Cause, yeah, all my family does. Or or it's like for fuck's sake, or Jesus Christ on a cross. Mind you, no one in my family is religious. Most of us are atheist, but it's like. That's like my youngest niece has started saying, God damn it. And we're just like, what? Nobody says that. I know you don't think of it because I'm not religious at all either, but I say Jesus Christ all oh, yeah. the time. All, all the, time. the time. My favorite is for fuck's sake. Same. Or for me, like, get to fuck. That's very Scottish. What does that even mean? It's just like if somebody's saying something, um, and you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, that's ridiculous. It'd be just like, oh, Get to fuck. Oh it's yeah, we say get fucked. Right. Yeah, get it's fucked. basically get the fucked. same thing. Yeah. G-I-T fucked. Yeah. <laughs> fucked. Oh no, G-E-T. No, that is how you spell it. I'm trying to, like, oh yeah, the way we say it's fucking stupid. This podcast <laughs> is also a linguistics uh, lesson for both of us. <laughs> um, I have a friend who, <laughs> uh, my co-editor for the website, Violet, she loves learning new things. I'm thinking about sending her, like, an Aussie slang shirt, like, dictionary so she can learn because she's like what does this mean and I'm like oh well I was like it's not just exclusive to Australians I've let the British say it too and then I've also had to explain many times um how to use the c-bomb and how it's it's how you say it that matters I I really forget about it because it's such a throwaway word like for for both of us like it's part of my daily vocabulary and then especially um, in the states as well, you know, it's it's so like it's a big no, and I forget, and you see people's faces drop, and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry, <laughs> I should not have said that. I'm really sorry. Like I'll use cunt instead of idiot. Like, oh yeah, it's just like you said, it's just a throwaway word for us, and I forget that it has like weight in other places, and I'm like, oh, sorry, oopsie <laughs> doopsie, um. Where were we up to? Oh, so um, Steph like barges past Anna with some kind of instrument and like beats the boss's head in, like brutally. I was just like, whoa. That's with the toilet lid, isn't it? Oh, was it the toilet lid? I wasn't too sure what she had grabbed, like grabbed. Yeah, I think it was because she was like proper like, like cistern just... lid or something. Yeah, and then just like crushing her head with it. It was so savage. I was like, whoa. And she's like sprayed with blood. And I was like, nice. <laughs> nice. And then I love this moment because like a horde of zombies just break through the jet rock of the building. And they're like, we're here now. Um, so in like the main area of the bowling alley, they're using like all kinds of things to try and kill off the zombies. So like someone has a spatula at one point. Just going to smack the zombie to death. Gotta do what you gotta do, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
they are also at this after they kill off all the zombies they're attempting to reach um their loved ones but all the reception in the area is down um while this is happening tony lisa grand's uh chris's grand who is b i think i believe b and other adults are stuck in the school um lisa is lovingly caring for gran and um Basically, she goes over and asks Savage if there's anything they can do for Gran. And he's like, do you see everybody here? Like, we're all screwed. Like, fuck off. Yeah, I mean, she's she's obviously trying to, trying to look out for her. But yeah, yeah I, I do get it. I mean, I've, everyone is fucked. But be a bit nicer about it. I'm just so protective of Lisa. I'm like, don't be nasty yeah. to her, please. She's so wonderful. Um... So Savage is trying to control the situation and wants everybody to listen to him, but nobody is because they all think he's an asshole. So <laughs> he's becoming a little bit unhinged at this point. <clears throat> oh yeah, he's he's starting to to lose his shit a little bit, and it's quite yeah. satisfying to <laughs> to watch. Um, did you notice as the film goes on, his hair becomes like more and more crazy and like starts to like go into like a big spiky mess. I'd never thought about that, but you're so right. And that also kind of correlates with the Boris Johnson thing. Because, like, <laughs> on the, 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 daily, the daily briefings um, in the UK that we used to have, I'm loving the tangents today, but like, we would have to, you know, Boris would give um, daily updates on, on COVID. And as the months progressed, his hair just got slowly more oh, and saw. more untamed. <laughs> so, he but, really yeah. needed a haircut, huh? Oh, badly. So the the correlation there, like, yeah, I can see that. (laughs) Boris Johnson. Mr. Savage is Boris Johnson in this situation, basically. (laughs) Did you see, just another quick tangent, because Boris Johnson was involved, Um, the meeting that the Australian Prime Minister, uh, the UK Prime Minister and Biden had, and Biden was like, thank you, Mr. Boris Johnson, for joining us, and thank you to that, that great man from Down Under, oh yeah i saw that i couldn't remember our prime minister's name and i was like that is how insignificant our prime minister is oh my god one of the most powerful men in the world couldn't remember your name (laughs) that's i hate our prime minister so much so i'm like fuck that's so embarrassed i'm embarrassed (laughs) Uh, um uh anna and uh, the group uh, hiding out in the bowling alley and it starts to it gets dark and they uh, they watch as the army is basically firebombing the town uh, while this is happening they go into they're kind of like it's like a sad it's really sad uh, yeah. song uh, called Human Voice and this song breaks my heart because I was reading somewhere while I was looking up the different lyrics and different um, analysis of the songs and I was like it's so crazy that I watched this during um, our COVID the first time I watched this was I think at the start of our lockdown this year and I was like oh we're all talking to each other through like digital screens at the moment and um, to be in this situation where they have no reception it would be heartbreaking where it's like I just want to talk to a loved one and make sure they're okay and so it kind of like plucked at my heartstrings a little bit <laughs> yeah i i definitely get that especially that it, it you know it's some very old saying this but you know we are so attached 
to our digital devices, our phones, our laptops. It's it's how we connect with each other, even pre-COVID, probably a lot more so post-COVID now as well. And to, to not have, you know, somebody you can connect with your friends or your family at like a second's notice, especially at a time like this where there's a zombie apocalypse. Um, yeah, it'd be heartbreaking. But I, I can I can see that connection. It is a really sad song. I don't think it's one of my favourites, but lyrically it's it's yeah. it's done really, really well. Yeah, because they talk about, um, you know, we've become technology made of code and binary. What the hell is left of me? So they they are talking about their reliance on technology and then not having the access to it all of a sudden. And it's just, I'd be heartbroken. I'd be, yeah, it'd be hard. I just really, like, I think I cried because I was like, I hate COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck COVID. I was really emotional at the start of, uh, I think the... Our lockdown, our most recent one, because we've had a few, was four months. So we've only just come Jeez. out. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Victoria stayed locked down for almost a year and a half. So that they is, were doing it really tough. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. My God. But our country is also like, well, my state is uh, almost 90% double vaccinated. Oh wow, that's amazing! That's amazing, though. Yeah, like everyone's yeah. getting double vaccinated. That's good. That's good. Yeah, well, they waited until we got to eighty percent before they lifted any restrictions, and only people who are vaccinated are allowed to go do things. We kind of have a little bit of that here. Um, we have COVID passports now, so yeah, like certain events, yeah. Uh, yeah, but not not to the level that you guys have. But God, that that would have been hard, especially because everyone it feels like the rest of the world is starting to open back up and then for you know you folks in australia when everything's like getting locked down again it must be so yeah. disheartening so we're, we're out of lockdown um well, we what actually, now? yeah 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 because we hit when we hit 85 percent double vaccinated they basically just let everything rip yesterday they're like everything's open no limits on anything and i'm like ah, ah, <laughs> what <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> But if you're unvaccinated, you're not allowed to do anything that isn't critical. So critical is only, uh, you're not even allowed in a GP's office at the moment if you're unvaccinated. You have to have teleconference calls. Or they um, have a blockout period where people who are unvaccinated are able to go into the surgery. So it's uh, it's a little bit confronting, uh, especially for people who can't be vaccinated. Um, Mm -hmm. I have someone that I work with who can't be vaccinated at the moment um, due to some health problems and whatnot. So it's like, oh, fuck. And then there's, like, my mother-in-law who's just been in hospital because she had an adverse reaction to her vaccination. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, she's been in hospital for three weeks now, and I'm just like, when's the, when does she get to come home? <laughs> Fingers oh, crossed. She's safe. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. she's in the best possible kit. She's in the haematology oh, unit at the moment. So it's like my partner has to get uh, COVID tested every time he goes, like, the night before he goes. Like every time before he goes to visit, and then he has to wear like full PPP, PPE in there and a mask and everything, like a hazmat suit almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah, because um, he said a lot of the people in there are um, transplant recipients. Oh, okay. So yeah, so, very, very yeah. vulnerable. You need to make sure you're as safe as possible. Yeah, that makes total yeah. sense. Yeah, it's it's really good to know that kind of standard exists as well. That's mm-hmm. like good. I'm glad. Um, so they all fall asleep and <laughs> I love that Steph and I think Chris or John wake up in the kiddies pool. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, we're here. Oh, we slept here. That'd be so uncomfortable. 
yeah, I mean, see, I'm the type of person that it's. I think it's my secret talent. I can sleep anywhere, like planes, oh trains, cars, like and anything. So I would probably be that person. That's my partner. <laughs> I think you yeah. can sleep standing up. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you. Do you sleep standing up? Because do you, Lucy, sleep standing up? I can't. I can. I probably could if I really wanted to. Um, yeah, it's it's a useful skill to have when you're doing like mm. massive trips somewhere. I'm like, I'm just going to decide to sleep. If I try I just, really hard, I'll just sleep. I wish that was for me. My brain goes like all the time. So if I'm not somewhere comfortable, um, that just keeps me awake. Oh yeah, I, I I would hate that. I can that'd be so annoying. Yeah, I did fall asleep with my eyes open at work once, and that was because I was so freaking hungover. <laughs> That my eyes just glazed over and I just was out like a light for like half an hour, uh, not half an hour, not that long, because I was like, oh my god, I was asleep. And then I was like, my eyes were open. I was like, what the fuck? We've all been, we've, we've all had We've this all been that hungover. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I was just dissociating and just thought I was asleep. <laughs> also relatable. <laughs> uh, they all find out that the army soldiers have been turned into zombies and... <laughs> They use the inflatable pool from the uh, like ball pit and cover themselves and they crouch down and they're like trying to get out away from the zombies. Unfortunately, they are spotted. I don't know why they thought they'd get away with it. And they <laughs> all have to like sit and hide underneath this pool. Uh, a zombie comes along, sits down right next to Steph's head, almost, like on her shoulder and proceeds to pee. And I love her reaction because they're like, maybe she's just doing such and such. And she's like, it's warm. It's <laughs> fucking warm. I just love this. Like, the way they're shuffling as well with this little. It's so funny. But hey, you know what? Like, it's pretty clever. I mean, yeah. You, it's very fucking obvious. I mean, it, <laughs> that, yeah. like. <laughs> Zombies are dumb, but are they that dumb? I don't know. But yeah, I really felt for Steph there because I was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, and then the noise, and you're like, oh, no, oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, my stomach just made like a weird feeling, and I was like, Ugh. um, the friends under the friends under the inflatable pool, uh, saved by Nick and his crew. So Nick is Anna's ex-boyfriend that we saw in the cafeteria earlier. Um, because they've basically just been going around killing zombies for shits and gigs. And he basically brags about it in his uh, solo, Soldier at War. Uh, I felt this had a very 80s metal, like hair metal vibe to it, in a way. Like, kind of like a Guns N' Roses meets, like, maybe, what, who, they, who sings the final countdown? Um, oh, I can't remember. I, I, the song's playing in my head right now, but... <laughs> I'm going to go, it's not Van Halen, but I'm going to say it feels like a Van Halen song. It gives the energy. It's Europe. It's Europe. Europe yeah. saying the final countdown. <laughs> um, no, I, I get that from this song. As much as I really don't like him, he has a great voice. Like, yeah. Uh, it shows really good range in this song. Um, I, think it, I, think it, I think it is a good song. And just the mm. brutality. <laughs> like smashing more zombies. 
as like but I love that you you also get their point of view and they're all like sitting under the pool as they hear all this like smashing and bashing outside yeah <laughs> Uh, so this is, I think, more the hero's anthem of the movie, or, like, I've come to save you, uh, misplaced hero, maybe. Yeah, definitely. There's very kind of toxic masculinity vibes coming from, from Nick here, and, like, yeah. we'll get to, to it later, because there is a little bit of a, a character arc with him, but I just I hate him so much at this point, <laughs> just, like can you just be quiet for for just a, a moment it is that very like i'm going to save you you're a damsel in distress even though yeah. anna is not a damsel in distress like she can definitely handle herself and has proven that thus far but um yeah it try it tries to be a hero's anthem i, I can yeah. definitely get that yeah and the fact that there hasn't been a lot of zombie deaths besides uh, uh, steph's brutal slaying of the bowling alley owner which i uh, that yeah I'm still thinking about that. Uh, so they continue to basically carve a path through a few more zombies and both groups basically get together and they're hiding inside a Christmas tree shop, which I thought was really nice. Um, so when they get inside, Nick's friends are ambushed by a few zombies and are taken as sacrifices. So he ends up joining in on Anna and her friends because, you know, he doesn't want to die. Which is, uh, I think this is where he starts to change a little bit because he sees how Anna is with her friends and how protective he is of, like, she is of them and their survival. And he's like, okay, maybe I've got to be less of a dick. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, people are actually nice to each other and want to (laughs) protect each other. Maybe I should try that. Yeah, maybe I'll be okay. Uh, So back at the school, Savage is hanging out in, like, the admin by himself. (laughs) I love how he's just like, oh, well, I've got no friends. Um, <laughs> so zombies are starting to break in and he opens the doors and lets them on in. Yeah, he's just like, it's a free-for-all. Come on in. Off you go. And he just locks himself in admin. Like, doesn't he have like a gated, like um, one of those pull-down things like you get yeah. to see at the cafeteria? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a gate it's probably a much better word for it but yeah the thing and he's like almost kind of climbing around it like a <laughs> spider monkey <laughs> or something <laughs> I'm like what are you doing <laughs> um so whilst in the Christmas store John is pushing Anna in a cart when he drops a little bit of a hint that um he likes Anna mm-hmm. and Anna makes it very clear to him that they are just friends. And obviously he is heartbroken, absolutely shattered, because he does mention to her, you know, um, uh, about going to Australia, meeting her in Australia. And he says uh, 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 something about bushwalking across the outback or something. I was like, y'all don't want to do that. (laughs) You will die. (laughs) Nobody does that except for, like, the Indigenous people here. Like, because they they know what they're doing. (laughs) You will die in five seconds. Like, if you even survive this, like, don't get cocky. (laughs) Yeah, don't, don't. Because, like, you're probably more pale than I am, and you're probably going to die of third degree sunburn and sunstroke before, like, the day's through. So, just, yeah. 50 SPF if you come to Australia or anyone. (laughs) Definitely. SPF. 
SPF, SFP. I don't know what it is. I think it's SPF. I think SPF. Yeah, I haven't said that word in so long. So I was like, is that the right word? Um, they meet up with the others, and they're. I think they make it through to another area of the store where there are more zombies. Um, just when it looks like they're about to get away from all of them, um, there's a moment between John and Anna where he makes a joke about something and swings his arm out, which basically lands in the mouth of a zombie. Oh, yeah. And you, you're not prepared for it. It's just so, yeah. like, all of a sudden. What and I remember... Fuck? And I remember the first time I watched that, my jaw dropped. I was not expecting it. I was like, oh, what, oh, that that happened. I was like, you're going to kill off John? What the fuck? I know. It's really sad. Um, so as uh, more zombies are, like, flowing into this area, uh, John carries Anna through this massive group of zombies to get her to safety, which was so lovely. And then um, he basically just lets the zombies take him. And Anna tries to save John, uh, but Nick grabs her and pulls her away, you know, saying it's he's gone, like, let let go. Which is really sad. Um, I'm really sad they killed off John. What the hell? I know, but the, I think, like, th- this is the start of the big deaths, isn't it? Like, it starts getting, like, progressively sadder and sadder and we get kind of more shocks, don't we? But yeah, yeah. he didn't need to go. Yeah, I was just like, I like him. He's funny. He, I, I like him. The weird, the weird geeky friend. He was cool. Uh, they make it to the school and find out that most of the adults that were there are now zombies. And they come across Savage, who is behind his admin counter. I love when they come in and he's like talking to his salad about something. <laughs> I don't know. He's having a moment with his dinner. <laughs> he's basically lost his marbles at this point. And he sends the kids into the cafeteria area and he's basically like, just go in here, it'll be fine, and locks them in there. And there's like a whole bunch of zombies just like chilling out. And he draws their attention to the kids and this goes into his song, Nothing's Gonna Stop Me Now. And this is where he's like, his hair's like all crazy. He, Yeah, he's lost the fucking plot at this point. I really love this song. It's such yeah. a villain song. And um, if anybody um, has watched the different cuts of Anna and the Apocalypse, because there's three cuts. and there's, oh, wow. Yeah, so there's like a UK cut, there's a US cut, and there's another one as well. But the US cut is really strange. It cuts out a lot of the songs. Like, oh. you only get like half the song. I didn't realise that the first time I watched it. Um, like, it, it, like, I thought some of the songs were really short. And then I watched the, the 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 UK cut, and like this song especially in the US cut does like half of it's basically gone, which is such a shame because it's such a good song. This song's so good. And I he's know. just maniacal at this point. <laughs> he's like, it's like mad scientist hair and like, I I would love to see this as a stage production oh as well. Like God, imagine yes. this song as a stage production. It'd just be chef's kiss so good it'll be you me at the front like singing along to all the lyrics yeah. <laughs> people are like who are these idiots down the front that know everything uh just us just us you know loving musicals gosh i haven't been to a musical in forever i was meant to go to hamilton and i missed out on tickets because they did um a couple of like matinee performances but they were selling tickets for like 150 dollars, and i was like i'm going yeah. I need to go to this. And then when I went to buy them, they were already sold. And I was like, what? What 
the hell? Sorry, I missed out. I was even going to drag my partner who cannot stand musicals. He is like <laughs> actively hates musicals. You're, you are going to watch this. You have no choice. It's Hamilton. <laughs> I was like, it's Hamilton. This is a piece of history, Ned. You need to see this. And he's just like, fine. I think it was like for my birthday as well. So I was like, you have to go. It's my birthday. Oh, yeah. You have no think- choice. I was going to go see Kinky Boots, but then that got cancelled because of COVID. Um, But my next one's April, which is Rocky Horror, which April is a weird time to have Rocky Horror, but... um, Yeah, because it's normally Halloween. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's the only one we have. There's a theatre in Sydney, like an old, old theatre, that does a showing of Rocky Horror, and everybody dresses up as different characters, and they basically just throw shit at the screen. And sing along to all the songs. It's meant to be amazing. <laughs> and my grandma's like, why don't you go to something like that? And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not on because of COVID. They don't want people throwing food and like popcorn at the screen. It the doesn't seem the most sanitary, does it? <laughs> no, but it's meant to be lots of fun. So I'm going to wait out and see that. And then my sister and I were meant to go to see uh, Crybaby. Because that's oh, that like one of our favourite movies. And I would die to see it as a live stage like performance that'd be so good fuck i love that maybe i'll watch that tonight i say that in every podcast and then i go and watch (laughs) the movie that i say that about (laughs) so so far i'm watching sweeney todd and crybaby tonight it's fine i'm going to bed at midnight (laughs) that sounds good i I might watch those later tonight as well well i've got another podcast recording today i might do it after that (laughs) (laughs) what are you gonna watch um, probably Sweetie Todd, I think. Oh, Sweetie Todd love sounds that good. I'll probably give that a watch. Do you know what I haven't watched in a really t- long time, speaking of musicals? Chicago. I love Chicago so much. <sighs> My dad got me watching that movie because he is oh. like, Catherine Zeta-Jones is fantastic in this film. And he's like, Richard Gere, fantastic. You need to watch this. My dad, I think my dad likes musicals. <laughs> and that's okay. If you're listening, think- dad, don't be ashamed. No, don't be don't be ashamed. I think Chicago's probably the musical I've seen the most like um like IRL, like it in real life the production. I think oh, I've seen wow. it like four four times maybe. Um cuz I don't know. They they show it loads in Scotland. Um oh, wow. So, yeah, it's it's a good time. It's always a good time no matter the cast. Yeah. yeah like Ham- like Hamilton's the only one at our state theater at the moment, which is in Sydney CBD. And because it's got a residency, nothing else is on. And it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's like, well, we've cleared the schedule because nobody else is going to see anything but Hamilton. So what's the point? I was like, all right. Just fucking, as long as I don't have to see Harry Potter, I don't care. Because yeah. <laughs> that came here. Not to Sydney, to Melbourne. The Cursed oh, Child did it? musical. The musical? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it travelled. I thought it just stayed in London. Um, It didn't come here. Like, we had our own cast that like show production oh yeah yeah you had your own yeah 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 Yeah, i think so i think maybe some of the main cast might have come over um i don't don't know i didn't go because i don't care i don't blame you (laughs) and i don't want jk rolling or anyone associated with her getting my hard-earned dosh just so you know anyway back to um mr savage's song i love it because he says shut up all you idiots you little shits should listen to me did I mention? Did I fail to mention your attention's now obligatory? I was like, oh, look at you and your rhyming, like nice short, like uh, staccato in a way. Good for you. <laughs> good, good on you, Mr. Savage. Good on you, but Savage. 
He also says something along the lines of, I've been calling you all zombies for years, now fuck off. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And But the way he says fuck off is like how I'd imagine my crazy like science teacher to say that. <laughs> Who I'm pretty sure might be R.I.P. by now because he was old as fuck when I was in year seven. Oh gosh. Oh, he hated me. My principal liked me. She was cool. She was gay. And she still is uh, as far as I know. I hate saying was because like it's my past but it's like they're not past. Oh, I don't know. And I've got this weird way of talking tense <laughs> oh no I, I do that I, I'm trying to think if any teachers hate but my history teacher hated me oh, um, really? which is a because I loved history so out of spite like I, I got um I got an A I, I was going to end it because I loved that subject but I wanted to do it to spite him I was like you hate me I'm gonna be the best student you've ever had <laughs> I had all female history teachers, which was really, uh, I, I just related more to female educators than I did to male yeah. educators. Um, I felt like I could get away with a fuckload more with male educators. And so women, I was like, anyway, yes, miss, um, I will sit here. But did you know that this dinosaur, and she'd be like, oh, here we go. No, cat. this has got <laughs> nothing to do with the ancient Egyptians. Dinosaurs were dead by then. <laughs> that was me I can't wait I watched this guy on TikTok who teaches elementary school and he posts just like random shit kids say and I was like I can't wait until I'm in that classroom and just hear kids say the most fucking stupid shit or like be like oh miss my parents are getting divorced how fucked up is that and I just be like oh, uh, I don't know if you were meant to tell me that <laughs> I need to find this guy there, there's somebody on Twitter that does that as well that's a teacher oh and gosh, just yes. posts the things that kids say and it's I mean, they have oh, no filter, and it's no. wonderful. <laughs> I swear they don't get a filter till they're, like, maybe 20. Even then. Because, like, like, my siblings are 23 and 24, and they've got no filter still. That's probably their ADHD, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the, the 24-year-old. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, Beck, you're not meant to tell people that. Oh, really? <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Um, so the group fight their way through the zombies that Mr. Savage has unleashed on them whilst also trying to hide. So Steph joins Chris and he finds Lisa hiding in a closet. Um, Lisa has to deliver the news that Chris's grandmother had passed away since her heart gave out. But he's okay uh, because he's glad that she didn't become a zombie. Yeah. And it's really sad because, like, the look on his face, I was just like, that's obviously his parent, like, his only parent, clearly, like, the, the way that she is so present in his school life. But I was just like, oh, fucking hell. It I is so my grandma would want to be a zombie or have a heart attack. I'm going to ask her and then I'll let Twitter know. <laughs> yeah, let me know. I, I'm invested. I, I would I'll like ask to ask her. She's watching <laughs> Neighbours at the moment, so she'll be like, fuck off. <laughs> Are you really coming out here to ask me a dumbass question like that? I'm watching TV. <laughs> no, she doesn't talk to me that way. <laughs> She'll just shush me and tell me to go away. <laughs> Neighbours is on. Quiet. <laughs> um, so the three of them go back to Savage's office and they get Steph's car keys. Finally. Um, she, but she, well, she actually gets there by crawling. Um, and... She, when she gets back to Chris and Lisa, she finds them in like one of their classrooms with a television and they're like stuck behind the TV playing movies for the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> so and thoughtful. she's like, 
miming to them to get out and they're like what (laughs) (laughs) like what do you want us to do and she's like crawl away (laughs) like doing these really like massive hand gestures and they're still like what um when they do crawl out they are attacked um by zombies and both bitten and then there's this really nice scene where they like kiss each other and then just hug each other like before they become zombies and Steph just watches by with like tears welling in her eyes and I was like oh I cried as well like I, yeah. I love them as a couple and when I rewatched this on the weekend I was pretty hormonal as well and when oh, I knew this scene was coming time. and I was like oh no um <laughs> it's so tender and and, yeah. and sweet and um yeah I I I love this scene as heartbreaking as it is I do really love it yeah I, I do like it because it it shows that teenagers do have very deep feelings for one another, whether, you know, because people are like, it's just teen romance. And it's like, not all the time. Not not all the time. Um, Anna and Nick are gone looking for Tony, Anna's dad. And they're talking about why they broke up. And Anna says it's because Nick acted like he didn't care when uh, her mum died. And she was trying to, like, talk about her feelings um, and that she felt that he didn't really care about her and what had happened to her. And, you know, she talks about, like, what would you know about losing a parent? And Nick tells her that he actually had to kill his father because he had turned into a zombie. And not because his dad had turned into a zombie at that point, but his dad had asked him to do it and not disappoint him for once. Which, like, that would be so fucking heartbreaking for him. It'd be absolutely awful. Not, like, you have the trauma of having to do that to a parent, you know, but also that to be their final words, and that's <laughs> what you're going to hang on to. Like, it's what awful. What about I love you some? I know, what, what about, yeah, I, I, I love you, and take care of yourself, or, like, be safe, not don't disappoint me for once it just kind of gives you an insight into what kind of person he was like yeah and why nick was such a dick through the entire movie yeah i mean it, you know he obviously has a lot going on at home and this shows shows that yeah definitely definitely it's so sad oh okay so the scene that comes up fucking rips my heart out uh so the zombies are breaking in and nick stays behind to fight them off so that anna can go and find her father she finds him in the auditorium, but he's been tied up in Christmas lights by Savage. <laughs> Only Savage like, would do that. <laughs> yeah, full-blown crazy Disney villain at this point. Because <laughs> um, he's trying to, like, coax zombies in to get Anna. Yeah, and, like, yeah. kill her. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, and there's this really cool song that follows this. Anna's got her pointy candy cane and she like stabs a zombie right in the chest before they go into this like fun protagonist versus antagonist song. And it's kind of like a sing and response between the two of them. And I kind of like that dynamic where it's like Anna who is just like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I don't care if you're a zombie or not. <laughs> like, I'm coming to get you, you dick. I, I, I feel like, yeah, this is the theme of today is I love this song. I love this song. But I really do <laughs> I love, love this, this song. song. <laughs> um, this is another really strong one. And yeah, it is that kind of um, response type song. As you said, you've got your protagonist and antagonist. And um, 
I, you know, the, the candy cane is so iconic as part of this film as well. Like, I would love to cosplay Anna with the candy cane. Oh, I yes. think that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, because we are kind of getting to the final scenes of the film. And, you know, it'd be quite easy at this point for maybe, like, some of the songs to fall a little bit flat. You know, you might have had the really strong ones and then kind of gets, you know, weaker and weaker. But I feel like you're, we're kind of starting, we're ending on a high note in terms of yeah. one of the songs. It's, it's really good. Yeah, because Anna says to him, you're a madman, and he responds with, guess the truth can be hard to hear sometimes. Uh, Anna then says, you've been losing your mind, you're a sad man. And he says, now I finally see where I once was blind, and I have never felt so much bliss. I was like, oh, so you like being crazy. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, as long as you're happy. As long as you're happy. And not hurting anyone. So unwrap Anna's dad from the Christmas lights, you fucking idiot. Um... On her way to the stage, she takes down a few more zombies and uh, Savage tries to, like, do something to her, but Tony, like, fully punches him in the face. And then there's, like, a little bit of a, um, like, a tussle between Savage and, uh, well, sorry, Tony. Savage tries to sneak up on Tony, but Anya, like, hits him with the star prop and, like, knocks him off into the crowd of zombies um, and he's attacked and eaten. So I was like, that's... That's a little bit, you know, it's funny that at the start of the film, he didn't fall off the stage because of the star prop falling, but this time he did. So I was like, ha Sweet, sweet irony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. I was like, maybe Lucy will know the word. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anna tries to get Tony out of there, but he tells her that he has been bitten on the leg by a zombie. Anna basically loses her shit, as you would, losing a parent, like, Especially in this way as well. Um, and as they spend uh, one last moment together, they sing a duet uh, by the name of I Will Believe. And I, I really love this. I'm a, I am absolutely 100% a daddy's girl. Like, I look just like my dad. We have all the same interests. Like, I, yeah, like, he's my best friend. Um, and so, like, I totally get this relationship between Anna and Tony. Except when they hated each other. My dad and I have never been through that. Um, so it's just really, yeah, it was so incredibly sad. Um, and a lot of their lyrics about coming to terms with the things that they never said to one another. And I think that that's really important for Anna to like come out of the film with. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's having, um, a little bit of a resolution about things that were never, never said. Um, I don't have that relationship, but like, I have that with my mum. I'm very yeah. close to my mum, so I can definitely relate to that. And it was nice to see because as you said they did have that um you know conflict at the start but you can tell that they have a really strong relationship like she loves her dad dearly and yeah. her, her dad absolutely idolizes her so when this happened it was so heartbreaking but it it made for a, a great song <laughs> yeah it was a really good song um there's a couple of lyrics that i really liked um especially from uh tony he says uh, there was a time nothing could hold us back our days were bright before this earth turned black but now my faith feels like a distant ghost i lost the things i used to need the most i was like dad hits you right in the heart huh <laughs> right in the feels. i tried to tell someone i don't have a soul the other day it didn't work <laughs> i was like i'm too nice to not have a soul Maybe a little bit too uh, too confident on that too. Um, Tony tells Anna to leave with Nick, even though we know he's not the biggest fan of Nick. 
and to be safe and that he'll be just fine. Um, Anna and Nick leave the school as a bunch of zombies are starting to approach them and get quite close. They are saved just in time by Steph with her car. Uh, as they drive away, we see that John, Chris, and Lisa are now all zombies. Uh, at, while this is going on, Tony is staring at a photo of Anna before becoming a zombie. Anna, Nick, and Steph drive out of town, unsure of what is going on in the world. It looks pretty fucking doomed at this point. Um, <laughs> as they make their way out, a zombie Santa appears and growls at the viewers. Then we have an instrumental version of What a Time to Be Alive. Yeah, and there's the like an the animation at the end credits as well, yes. which is really yeah. nice too. It's yeah. really it's awesome. It is really freaking cool. I um I love this. I think I'm going to show my nieces this. I think they'll really enjoy it. Yeah, I think that the, this this would be a good one to to, yeah. to show them. Um, it's just it's so good as a musical, as a horror film, as a comedy. Um. There's really not too much I can fault about it, to to be no. honest. It's really unique as well. There's nothing, well, at least nothing I've seen that's that's like this. No, I can't say. I mean, like the horror musicals that I watch are like Little Shop of Horrors, and yeah. I, I, like that was a movie I really loved as a kid for some weird reason. And Rocky Horror Picture Show was another one. And so if I had this as a kid, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I love this. Add this to the movies I'm going to watch a million times. I also watched A Nightmare Before Christmas like nearly every day for like a period of one or two years. Oh god, I feel that. Like I was going to say back in my email, I'm still elder emo with pride. Uh, <laughs> one of my very good friends, Addie, calls them um, senior citizens. So, oh, <laughs> that's what she calls us, and I was like, "You're a genius. I am a senior citizen." Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, CEO yeah, of Eno. Yeah. Well, in my <laughs> world, anyway. <laughs> I, yeah, I had that period where I was watching Night Before Christmas all the time, all the March. Like, I remember oh, yeah. so, so emo. I had the, like, my first relationship, we had, like, the Jack and Sally, like, little necklaces and they'd connect oh. together. And it was, like, it was. That's really oh, sweet. It was, yeah, it was cheesy, but it was cute. <laughs> I have two Night A Nightmare Before Christmas tattoos. Um, one of oh, them is that. getting removed. One just celebrated its tenth birthday, so I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Whoop, whoop. It came up on my Facebook memories, and I was like, "I was sitting at my sister's house, who was like high on drugs, not bad, not like <laughs> illicit substances. It was prescription drugs uh, for her back pain." And I was like, "Emily, this turned ten years old," and she was like, "Uh, oh. <laughs> to go back to sleep. Don't worry about it." Um, Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Tattoo. It's a little um what let me I've got to have a look at it to see what it is. Properly you know how you sometimes forget you have things? Um, oh yeah, I've I've gotten to that point. I forget what I have. And, and I'm, I'm like, oh, oh fuck, right I thought I had that. <laughs> it's on my ankle. Look, I can hardly see my feet without glasses on, so <laughs> it's uh Pumpkin King. I have the Pumpkin King. Oh nice. So he's got his like oh. little pumpkin head on. I should have got it while it was on fire, that would have been cool. Ooh. Could add yeah. that, I suppose. I can add it. I've got to go find the artist. He lives, like, in Yass somewhere, I think. Um, anyway, so that is Anna and the Apocalypse. I highly recommend people check it out because it is so much fun. It's wholesome. It's wholesome mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's the movie. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just trying to – it's definitely, like, a, a comfort horror film, I would say. Like, a pick-me-up. Like, if you're needing something to make you feel a little bit better, if you're having one of those days – I think it's definitely a movie tattoo roster. 
Yeah. And even though it is sad, um, the happy and the wholesome outweigh the sad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me for that. Thanks for, for it's Christmas, everyone. Christmas. Christmas. I hope Christmas. you all have a fantastic Christmas. And thank you for Christmas. having me. Again, I think this, yeah, this is the third time now. Can't yeah. get rid of me, folks. <laughs> Can't. Never will. Shan't. Um, before we wrap up, what's the last horror movie you watched? What have you been watching? Ooh, the last thing I saw was oh, it was it was it was a double bill. I watched um Saint Maud and the Lighthouse mm. for the first time. Really liked them both actually. Really nice. liked the Lighthouse because I, I hadn't seen it yet. before. Have you not? Yeah, because that's a silent film, isn't it? Oh, it's 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 a black and white film, but the, oh, okay. the the score is really good in it. It is long; it's like two and a half hours. It is okay. a very Robert Eggers film, and it, you you see Robert Pattinson in a completely different light. Like yeah. you know, every, well, everyone associates him with like Twilight and things like that, and you know what you get when you get Willem Dafoe in like a horror film. But I I think like Pattinson did really good in this. Like I. I'd be interested to see what your thoughts are on it. It is, okay. it is really good. Um, there's a lot to unpack with it. A lot to unpack. Yeah. I like Robert Eggers films, so the two and a half hours, won't, it won't be that long. It won't feel no. that long. <laughs> no. uh, what did you think of St. Maud? I did like that. I didn't I didn't know anything about it go, going into it. Um, I just knew it was um, like an Irish film, um, which kind of enticed me. But no, it's, it's, it's really good. I've been listening to um a podcast episode on it by pod morton because they're kind of okay. analyzing yes, it i think i listened to that episode i'm pretty sure or maybe i started it and didn't finish it that sounds I, like me <laughs> I'm, I'm about like halfway through because I, I i listen whilst i'm working and they they analyze it and i i really i really enjoyed it um it wasn't what i was expecting at all nice. um and it's a strong ending i really oh, like yeah. the ending that ending, I'm just like, what? Really? What? Fuck. All right. So that's how you're going to do it, is it? Cool. Um, and that's how I feel about it. Oh, like, I really enjoyed it. It's not like, it was one of the most and one of my most anticipated films last year. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, I was like, ooh, everyone hyped that up way too much for me. Yeah. No, it's like... It's not my favourite film of last no. year. I mean, we had some really good horror movies last year as well, especially. But I think because I went in it with no expectations, that probably yeah. helped. I think if I went in thinking like, oh, this is going to be my film for the year, or this is <laughs> going to be on the top list, I would have maybe been a bit disappointed. Yeah, I feel like I wish I didn't. I wish I went in with that perspective because I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. What yes. about you? What did you last watch? Ah, oh, Halloween Kills. Don't even no. fucking get oh. me started. <laughs> I remember seeing your tweets on that, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, I had my, the same thoughts. My tweet about the morgue? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> and one of my friends replied, uh, between the emergency room and the toilets, apparently. <laughs> and I went with one of my, my really close friends. He's just come up from from Melbourne to spend some time. He, he's originally from my area, so he's up for a, a month or two. And uh, he was sitting next to me and he's like, that dead body's got its dick out. And I was like, what? And there's, uh, the, I didn't even notice the dick. There's just a dead body on a slab with its dick out. And I was like, what? That's, there's children in the hospital. Like, they don't need to be A, seeing dead bodies and B, seeing dead dicks. 
Like, right? put some curtains. Yeah, it was just a little bit too... That morgue scene, yeah. There was uh, also, yeah, a couple of scenes that I was a little bit... Yikes. Uh, especially the scene where they're chasing the mentally ill patient. I mean, that was a big fucking yeah. yikes for me. Uh, the, like, mob scene at the end where the being incredibly violent was incredibly uncomfortable for me <laughs> yeah hopefully next look this this one just i know a lot of people praise it and they're like fuck yeah uh one person i just, <laughs> i had such a good laugh about this in the cinema with one of my friends um because this person on twitter um they're from queensland like brisbane area and they tweeted like incessantly about like how good halloween kills was and then in a like one of their threads, they called malignant petty, so I unfollowed them. What? Um, I don't understand. That's a hot take. But that's I. He's like, Cat, did you unfollow someone on social media because they didn't like malignant? I was like, yes. I was like, but look, a lot of my friends did it, and that's fine. It was just more the whole malignant was petty, and I was like, what the fuck? That doesn't even mean anything. Shut up. You're sitting here riding the wave of Halloween kills when it's shit. Everyone's in entitled to their opinion, but your opinion because, is wrong. <laughs> but your opinion of Malignant is wrong. <laughs> I'm like the biggest hype man for Malignant. I really, I really am. <laughs> it is a really great film. I think if you're not like into like very campy horror, you're not going to like Malignant. Yeah. You just won't. You won't. Because you won't get it. It's not for everyone. Which, no. you know, it's it's fair. A film doesn't have to be for everyone. So. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I do want to claim Gabrielle as a queer icon because I have a yes. feeling he'd totally be in the LGBT community. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like you know how we claimed the Bubba Dork ages ago. <laughs> We're gonna cl- eventually gay there'll icon. be a movement to claim Gabriel. <laughs> that's that's the next that's the next gay icon for us. That's what it is. <laughs> you know how there's that um the pride month flag with the bubba dork and the rainbow flag i'm gonna make one with gabriel and the rainbow flag people are gonna be like what the fuck cat i'm probably the only person in the queer community claiming him right now i'll 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 make that my twitter banner i I will wear pride (laughs) cat i'm saying it now i'm gonna make fucking buttons out of it and sell them (laughs) no i'm just gonna give them away for free (laughs) here you go button for you button for you Just Gabriel's mangled face with, like, a pride flag. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, um, well, thank you for joining me. Where um, can listeners find you and your your brand new new spanking (laughs) podcast? Yeah, if you want to follow me on my personal socials, it's Lulu underscore Pew on Twitter and Twitch. And if you want to follow my brand new podcast called Ghoul Friends Podcast with my best ghoul friend, Lindsay, um, you can find us on Ghoul Friend pod on twitter and then girlfriends underscore podcast on instagram um it's a spooky sleepover each week every wednesday we analyze two different films under a different theme at the moment we're doing a special on dragula and we have um sophie serves face joining us um, each week as well so we're reviewing season four which if you love drag that's inclusive um you know unlike another show that's out there at the moment (laughs) that we all know um, and it is horror based like Dracula is, is for you it's fucking amazing this season as well has been so good so yeah I've watched uh, 
I'm getting into like the first episode, but I'm trying to get past the intro that they they did, and I it took me like four days to like get past that bit because I was like, I just want to watch the drag bit. <laughs> I know you do. I just want to see, see the floor show. Like I yeah. need the editors for Dracula because the floor show is always amazing. The way it's cut, like it's so good. The only one that I have watched because it's the only one that was available at the time was season three when they were in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the only one I got to see, and I loved that. Like that was so spectacular the way that they were able to still continue the competition. So I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really good. Saints um, ghost look for that. It was resurrection. Yeah. It was so terrifying. Like yeah. it's, I think it's one of my favorite looks ever um, that they've done. Dali did one that I really loved. Um, I think it was the uh, the witch look. His yeah. witch, his witch look was fucking insane. Like, because I know that he like I think because he he did like the tree. He was like the yeah. wood witch, and that was just, oh my god, oh my god. Oh, I love it. I love it. And now I've got to try and find season one and two because it's on YouTube, but it's like bits and pieces everywhere, and I'm just like, I just want to be a, give me a playlist, someone. Because <laughs> I'm so hopeless at YouTube. <laughs> I am not a millennial. <laughs> I'm the worst of millennials. Well, um, thank you again for joining me. So bright and early and bushy tailed by the looks of it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, thank you for having me. And um, yeah, it's been it's been great to great to be back. And it was an, it was a good excuse to get up bright and early as well. Like, yeah. if I was gonna get up early, I'm glad it was to talk about Anne and the Apocalypse with you. <laughs> Aw, thank you. And um, thank you, listeners. If you enjoyed the podcast, please remember to leave a rating and review where you listen to your podcasts. To catch the latest from me, you can find me on Twitter at Catstead underscore on or on Instagram at CatTGIF. To see all the latest from the podcast, please follow the show on Twitter at TGIF Podcast. I think there's an underscore. Look, just search TGIF Pod, you'll find me. Uh, you've been listening to TGIF. See you next Friday. <laughs>